Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, Lord Jesus, for letting us wake up this morning. This is the day you have made, Lord, and we just want to rejoice and be glad in it, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just praise God for all the mothers again, Lord Jesus. Mothers are just an awesome and special, special people, Lord Jesus, that you bless and put in this world, Lord. So I just thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the word today, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Bless the words that are coming from my mouth, Lord Jesus, that they may be an encouragement to all those that hear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Yes, we have been going over the book of Genesis. And um, as we continue, you know, going through Genesis, um, I'm just going to give you a few scriptures. I'm going to be coming out of uh, Genesis chapters 31 through 33. And in the voice, that's on pages 40 through 45. Um, I'm going to read, you know, some of them, you know, not the whole thing, but some scriptures out of there. Also, Titus 3, um, that's on page 1477. I'll probably start around verse 3, maybe 3 through 5. Um, also, Hosea, um, that's on page 1063. Um, Hosea 12, uh, verses 3 through 5. Amen. 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 So praise God. As we continue to explore the depths of how wide, deep, long, and high God's love is for us, I've come to a conclusion that while studying reading in Genesis, God's love is genuine, it's forgiving, it's steadfast, it's merciful. Um, even in the midst of our sin. These few chapters in Genesis continue to give us some insight on Jacob. Laban, who is Jacob's father-in-law, and Jacob's brother Esau, as well, is also mentioned both Jacob's wives, uh, Leah and Rachel. In the, you know, in the voice commentary, I just love the voice commentary because it says, I love reading this because it always gives us this extra, I, like a good nugget, you know, to read, you know. And on page uh, 40, you know, I was, I was reading right before the beginning of chapter 31. It said, Jacob, the heel catcher, he met a kindred spirit. Both men are deceivers and manipulators. Both do whatever they can to get the better of the other. It, it just comes naturally. Laban tricks Jacob first by marrying him to Leah before Rachel. Then after Jacob, excuse me, then after Jacob, he agreed to clear, agreed on a clear strategy to separate the flock. Laban goes behind his back and takes away the animals that are rightfully belong to Jacob. But Jacob is crafty too. And he devises a way to produce striped, speckled, and spotted animals from Laban's flock. After the many years of service, Jacob finally outwits Laban and gains a more valuable flock in the process. Deception may work for a while. 
but there are dire consequences that come with it. Jacob's situation is about to change, and it isn't long before his deception days are behind him. Now, when I was, I read that, and I was like, wow, I was trying to come up with a title. I was like, I don't know what to title this, but you know what? I, I, I just, when I was reading, and I kept reading, I read through the chapters, I just came up and I said, God will never forsake us, period. No matter what we do. Um, it, you know, in, in the chapter, um, it begins with Jacob overhearing uh, uh, Laban's two sons talk about, you know, talk about him. Jacob noticed there was a change in Laban. Laban treated him messy. And, you know, he was messing with his salary. How do you pay somebody? I mean, change somebody's salary 10 times. I don't know. I don't know if I could work for somebody like that. And I don't think any of you all could either. But he just kept messing with it. He was changing his money. And, and he shared that. And he shared those feelings with his wives. But you know what? God said, went to... Jacob and in verse 31 and 3 says, The eternal one to Jacob, you must now return to the land of your ancestors and to your own family. I will be with you always. Now, I'm not sure how many times God has to speak to you, but sometimes it takes more than once before you catch on. Um, he also, um, if you go back, go back to um, God's messenger, oh, excuse me, also in verse 11, he said, then God's messenger said to me in a dream, Jacob, and I answered, I'm here. And the messenger said, look up right now and see all the goats, all the goats that are mating with the flocks are striped speckled and malted because I have noticed everything Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, the place where you poured oil on a pillar and made a vow to me. Now get up, leave this land, and return to the land where you were born. Now God spoke to him, and he said, get up and be born. But Jacob was kind of afraid, you know. He was like, he, he he went to his wives, he consulted his wives, and he was like, you know, your dad's not doing right by me. I've been working for this man for over 20 years. Wow. 20 years. And he says, God told me to go back home, go back to my home. So, you know, although Rachel and Leah were, they had rivalry between each other, they came together for that purpose, and 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 in the, um, in fourteen it says, "It is any is there any inheritance at all left for us at our father's house?" And he regards us as foreigners now that we've married you. He sold us in exchange for your years of labor. And he has been using uh, using up all the money that should have been ours, all of the pr 
property God has taken from our father and given to you actually belongs to us and our children anyway. So do whatever God said to do. So the, he packed up, packed up his wives and his children. He didn't tell Laban anything. And he went on, to, went on, was going back to Canaan. But in the midst of all that, you know, Rachel sold her daddy's gods. Now, why is she going to go do that? Not Rachel, Leah. Leah stole. Leah stole her daddy's gods. Now, why is she going to go do that? But Laban didn't know this until three days later when, you know, he's looking for them, I guess, and they were nowhere to be found. So he sends his troops out to go search for them, you know. It was Rachel? Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Rachel. Okay. And before, and while Laban was gone, the Lord spoke to him and said, be careful what you say and do to Jacob. He, he said, be careful what you do. To, uh, meanwhile, he Meanwhile, Laban had to go off and shear his sheep. While he was out, Rachel stole her, her father's household idols. And Jacob, likewise, deceived Laban, Darmini, by hiding from him the fact that he was leaving. So he left. He was afraid because he thought he would take his daughter's way by force. But, you know, he didn't, you know. But in the process, he relied on God. God, God said, I would never forsake you. God, you know, but if, and in 42, if the God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac had not been on my side, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. But God knows my plight and how hard I've labored for you. And it is, and it was he who has reprimanded you last night. Now, okay, he, he gets, he goes and Jacob knows he must leave, but he's afraid his wives might not want to go. So when our, um, three days later, Laban found out, God came to Laban in a dream, be careful what you do. Laban wanted to know why Jacob left and took his daughter, so is God. And Laban and Jacob, you know, when they came together, they made a covenant with each other. They made a covenant and they parted ways. It wasn't a, it was an amicable parting, but he didn't, you know. And that's why I went into, and when I went into chapter 32, um, then Laban started stressing about needing his brother because Laban knew he I'm not Laban but Jacob knew he did wrong when he him him and his mom Rebecca plotted and took the birthright that belonged to Esau. So in um when Jacob heard this report he was afraid and extremely distressed. So he divided up the people who were with him the flocks, the herds, and the camels into two camps, thinking if Esau comes to one camp and crushes it, 
at least then the other might escape. Then Jacob prayed. Jacob prayed and he prayed. Jacob, oh, Jacob, oh God of my father Abraham and my God, my father Isaac, oh eternal one, who said to me, you must now return to the land of your ancestors and to your own family. I will make good things happen to you. I know it, I am not worthy of even a little of all the loyal love and the faithfulness you have shown me, your servant. You have already blessed me because I left home and crossed the Jordan with nothing except my staff. Now I have grown into two large camps. Rescue me now, please, from the hand of my brother, from the grip of Esau. I am afraid that he may come and crush all of us and the children alongside their mothers. Remember, you told me I will make good things happen for you and make you descendants as many as grains as the sands and the shores and too numerous to count. And Jacob prayed on. He spent the, he spent the night there and from his possessions, he prepared a gift for, for Esau. He was trying to give Esau some goats and some sheep and, you know, and when he met up with Esau, Esau didn't want these things, you know. So, um, I might, um, Jacob, um, to himself, I might be able to appease Esau with these gifts. He will see them before he sees me. When I see his face, I'll know whether he accepts and forgives me. But, you know, Jacob, you know, he kept praying. But Jacob, he, he just kind of like stressed and he wrestled with God that night. And how many of us, how many of us have ever been in a situation where we wrestled with God? Yeah. I'm talking about as late um, as we wrestled um, Jacob wrestled with God the night before he was to meet Esau again after 20 years. We wrestle with God when we try to understand what he what his word is telling us. You know, we wrestle with God when we try to determine, accept what his mission is for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. We are wrestling. You know, we are in a wrestling match with Satan because he tries to tempt us to deny God. A lot of us, a lot of us, what we wrestle with goes on in our minds and our thoughts. In Hosea, it says, even from the womb, Jacob fought with his brother, brother by grabbing his heel. When he grew up to be an adult, he struggled against God. And when he when he struggled with God that night, and you know, in in the voice it says, "Man, I don't think God was sitting in, uh, sitting next to him, and he actually duped it out with him. I think it was. And in if you read in other versions, it says it was a heavenly messenger." So I think he was wrestling in his mind what to do. And we do that. We wrestle with God 
all the time of what we should do. And, but Jacob was, I guess he was kind of surprised when he finally met up with his brother and his brother just opened his arms and hugged him. His, I mean, how many times do we, like we wrestle, we question God. He forgives us if we repent of our sins. God will, you know, bless us, you know. God's promise, God's promises are eternal and he will provide love, comfort, and courage so we can live in an abundant life in him and through him. We live in a fallen world where we are bound to get hurt, but God never leaves us nor forsakes us. So after they, you know, got, you know, came together, um, Jacob was supposed to go with, with his brother, but he kept telling him, you go ahead, you go ahead, I'll be behind you because I have the kids and all the goats and all that stuff, and then we're going to be kind of slow. As, late, um, as Esau headed home, Jacob went the other way, you know, so... But sometimes we, as children of God, have to stay on that narrow path. We have to follow God. You know, we all struggle, just like Jacob struggled. But Jacob, and we struggle in our mind, just like he does. So um, if we confess and his name, and then when Jacob wrestled with God that, or with the heavenly angel, he got his um, hip knocked out of place. And, and when he finally met up with his brother, he was walking with a limp and his name was changed to Israel. Amen. 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 And you know, I was thinking when I was, was, was reading this and I knew it was Mother's Day, I was like, I, I don't know how to put this all together, you know. And you know, this being Mother's Day, we, we you know, we wanna represent the moms, you know. So, I just want to say in closing, a mother's love burns as an eternal flame, forever lighting the lives of those she she has touched. And to me, that eternal flame is is God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for your word today, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you just for just blessing us and touching us, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just ask that you just bless this word, Lord, that it may be an encouragement for those who have heard, Lord. And just let us realize, Lord, without you, without you, we can't do this life, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, we're going to wrestle, Lord Jesus, in our minds with you, Lord. But if we just keep our minds stayed on you, you will keep us in perfect peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.